0: Hi everyone! Welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist podcast. This is your host Saranya Kerry. So today I have Mobegi. I love that name, Mobeki from Kenya, and he's currently in Australia. And uh, he actually requested to come into this podcast. So I I excited that he saw the value of um, this show and wanted to contribute to it. So Mobegi, hi.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Um, well, um, maybe you could introduce yourself more so that uh, everybody knows who you are.
1: Uh, my name is Frederick Modegi and I'm a bioinformatician uh, working at Cutin University at the Center for Crop and Disease Management. And I'm a Kenyan. I trained in primary secondary school in Kenya. And my bachelor's was from Kenyatta University, the Department of Biochemistry. And then I moved to the Netherlands, where I did my master's. And I did a rotation after that, uh, an internship at URI, then a rotation in UC Santa Cruz, and then back to the Netherlands for my PhD, and then I moved to the land down under where I'm currently working.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. You had to do a rotation for your project. Uh,
1: so That, that, that was uh, after my master's. And I, I, I initially intended to do my PhD in the U.S. Well, that did not happen. And probably I'm glad it did it. But then part of their, their program requirements are that you choose uh, a department and then you get to do a rotation program. So it's a laboratory rotation program. And you get introduced to different uh, researchers, different research groups. And then from there you can be able to choose one, and if they are willing to have you, then you can do your PhD research with them. Oh,
0: interesting. So what are you
1: currently doing? I'm working with uh, fungal pathogens of pulses. So basically, I'm I'm more from the microbial side of things, because I'm basically mostly trained as a microbial uh, biologist. And so what I do is look at uh, ascochyta blight of uh, chickpea and lentils, and we use uh, whole genome sequencing and uh, transcriptomic, uh, tran- transcriptomic transcriptomics to characterize the ascochyta blight, and then in. In essence, we're just looking to identify its uh, vulnerabilities and strengths, and that will also inform the management strategies.
0: Okay, so for someone who wouldn't understand the, the whole biology part of it, what is the end goal for what you're currently doing?
1: So the end goal is basically to be able to help the farmers uh, prevent uh, the ascokita uh, diseases in chickpea and lentils. Oh, That's it. And so it's basically on the uh, pre-breeding programs. And also if you understand the resistance uh, in the host and all that, so that can also be helpful in uh, generating resistant material so basically it's just to help the the farmers to manage the these fungal pathogens of the pulses
0: okay um so i don't know what you want to start with is it the lows or the highs of your career path Uh,
1: i don't know let's just start low and then we can finish high
0: (laughs) okay how okay let's start with the first low that you've um, experienced
1: I think for me, there are uh, three laws that I normally kind of look at and see that as much as they were laws, they also had these turning points uh, in my career. So the first one was just straight out of high school. We are waiting for that admission letter. We are all excited. And I remember... Because we used to go through the old system, I think it was Joint Admissions Board, and you kind of feel uh, you fill in your forms uh, to for the institutions that you want to to join and the programs, and then just kind of sit pretty and wait, and yes. somewhere in the new year, you know, January and February, you. No, that's when you kind of filling the forms, because that's before the, the results are out. And then afterwards, then the, you start getting like the, you know which programs you've been admitted to. And for me, I remember I always wanted to do biochemistry. So that was kind of my first uh, choice at Chiromo. So and because at that point we were living in Nairobi, so I I, I checked beforehand like will, if I got my program of choice, and then yeah, I was excited because I was admitted to that. But uh, when I waited for that admission letter, it actually never came. So I followed it up, and I think I've few weeks to the reporting dates, so uh, other people have just packed their boxes, their bags, whatever, and they are ready to go to college. And I received my admission letter, and guess what? I have been admitted to take a music program at Kenyatta University, and that was like the lowest you can ever get. You know, you you passed your exams, you you have all your A's in all the sciences, and for some reason, you were admitted. But that letter got lost in in May. You know, <laughs> and whatever you're receiving, it's it, it's not that excitement. Just uh, the excitement goes. And, you know, you know our African parents, they're like, even this is a university program, just go, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, <laughs> I had to go to Kenyatta University, and I did actually do that music program for close to one year, while Wait trying to change to sciences.
0: Wait, what was your program of choice first?
1: Uh, biochemistry.
0: You wanted to do biochemistry, like you knew about biochemistry before you went to university. Oh yes. How? What if? What made you choose biochemistry? What were you targeting?
1: So, I think from just my 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 from my mother's side, we, they they had enough teachers, you know, and it was a family of teachers and they they were kind of like my greatest mentors at that time and then all there was that enthusiasm to just do the the sciences in high school and then just to understand the fundamentals of uh, of life you know and just basically understanding the dynamics of life chemically biochemically and uh, one of the well i wasn't like the brightest student so i knew i can't make it to medicine and well one of the things i understood early enough was when you don't make it to through medical school they send you back to do biochemistry
0: Hmm. or to the
1: department of sciences I don't know how much truth there was, but then if you don't make it in medical school, normally you kind of end up in the general sciences or some specialty like biochemistry if you want to. So at least I knew where my, my capabilities were, and I put enough effort way before to just land in that spectrum whereby I was going to deal with the inner workings of science and biological sciences and just in that aspect yes
0: wait and uh, I
1: didn't want to be a teacher <laughs>
0: <laughs> but your chemistry graduates ended up in being teacher so like high, after high school you the other profession you thinking about is teaching
1: uh, so like because the all the people I grew up up, uh, admiring and the, from the family setting, like my, my relatives, most of them were teachers. Mm -hmm. And I guess they had instilled it in us that, yeah, there is not much in teaching. It's a, it's a noble (laughs) profession, but then, Mm -hmm. yeah, so there was that. And mostly when you, we we had all these discussions with them, so we 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 also had a really nice uh, career conversations at uh, at high school. So I kind of got to know about this course way before joining.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. back to. You back to Kenyatta University. Whole, so doing a whole year of music. Did you even like yes. music?
1: Um well I I had music as one of the subjects in high school and I, okay. I really loved it. I used to go for the festivals, I used to play a couple of instruments and mm. I mean okay. it was never a career when we were growing up, it was a hobby, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Music, kind of was, it wasn't something that you 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 tell your parent, "I'm going to do music." It's, so, but when it came and it was clear that it was the last resort, then you mm. you got do what you got to do, you know.
0: Okay. So that to... was
1: kind of the the lowest because you know that's the start of your. Career, you know, you you're ready to just go and conquer, and then just it's all watered down. But I really, really tried. I tried hard. Like I I gave those guys at administration hell. I was there daily (laughs) (laughs) until at some point I think I got to to meet the registrar, and when I explained my case to him, and he asked, so. If I allowed you to transfer today, uh, will you be able to catch up with the rest? And I said, yeah, I've been studying the whole of this semester from the science side of things. And I think because it was approaching the time Uh of the like they were going to do the exams. So he said, Okay, then you can change. And I just actually went by himself down to the administration block and got my file and everything and approved the changes. And I was grateful, and I actually sat for those science exams. And then for each of the subsequent years, I was studying, like, the courses for that particular year while doing all the other backlogs. So I was that student that went through college taking, like, nine or whatever courses for each semester Mm -hmm. throughout.
0: So for your system, you had to choose, like, I don't know, uh, I was not in KU, but I think you guys had to choose which units you want to do in a semester. I don't know.
1: Uh, There is a compulsory, I think, uh, courses that you must take. And then there are the electives. And for the compulsory ones, you really have no choice because it's part of the core curriculum. You have to follow them through. But the ones you have to choose, so the the elective ones, so you kind of have to choose them from the departments within the biochemistry and biotechnology department, I think, and also the zoology, whatever the, the other side of the campus had to offer.
0: Well, it's the resilience for me, like you, you know, you're not already. This is one year you've not been in, into the sciences, then you go ahead and. Teach yourself. You uh, you need sciences, knowing, not knowing if they will accept you. Then they finally accept you, and you're still also doing another course. You're still reading for another course. That's interesting.
1: Yes. So that uh, it was a time, and I think it took a nice turning point, Mm. and I finished together with my cohorts, the ones we we were admitted with. And so the second law, that comes uh, after bachelors. So this was the next step to a master's program. And there are these scholarships they give, I think it's Chinese or Japanese government uh, thingy. It's a joint scholarship and you have to go abroad to China think it was yes, it was China, the Chinese economy. government thing. Yes, so uh, for some reason, I think whoever was writing that advert didn't say that they are strictly meant for civil servants. And so I was working for Nairobi Pathology at that time, so I just finished college. Uh, I just finished my bachelor's, and I'm working as a lab technician. Mm-hmm. So I see these scholarships uh, going around, and I I was so excited about scholarships. So in my final year of uh, at Kenyatta University, I, I think I applied like five or so many scholarships. Mm-hmm. And... So I applied for this particular one, the Chinese government. Um, so it was a joint Kenyan-Chinese government, and you have to go through all the vetting, get a university in China. So for me, that was Nanjing. Mm-hmm. And uh go through all the vetting. And um, so I went through all the interviews, all the vetting. I actually got a visa. Mm-hmm. And on the pre-departure, uh, that briefing, you know, so some guy comes and then he's checking around things and he asks me, so where do you work? And I say, in pathology. And then I see him just uh, go to the back room and he comes and he's like, uh, I'm afraid you can't go.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: And I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> so had you paid for anything at this point?
1: No, because they pay for everything. So you you but pay for your visa to... fee
0: mm.
1: yes i I have this visa in my passport. you know it's the first visa, and I'm excited <laughs> wow. so that was a low point, and you know we we tried to follow up with um uh, with my my mom. And I think we, we went to Professor Gary's office and then we mm. we got past reception. But then the answer was the same. They were like, yeah, there was a, a, a mistake. And then so clearly they were just saying, we're glad we caught this early. But then I'm like, seriously? So I I went back home, you know, you, you've already resigned, you're going abroad. <laughs>
0: Everybody knows that you're going abroad, you've
1: said your are then at the airport. It, yes, you you oh, said your piece. Know. No, it wasn't at the airport, because they do these pre-departure briefings oh. at, uh, at one of those ministry offices. I think it's the, the, the offices close to KICC. What is that building? Oh. Where the education oh. ministry was.
0: Jugo House.
1: I think it's... Is it the, the one, like, the, the, the big parking lot where people do, like, skating and all that? I,
0: yeah, I think it's Jogoho Supermoto, because that's Aga Khan Walk.
1: I think it's... Aga Khan is the one with the supermarket. So the one opposite here. That if you're using the, 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 the street that goes through to the parliament side, yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's Jogor. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just next to the KICC on one side and the court on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah so we, we we had most of the vetting the interviews and everything from there and that's where they were going to brief everybody and then you get your pre-departure package you know here is your official documents and everything and so it turns out I wasn't going oh,
0: okay. <laughs> so this was so random right this guy asked you the question yeah I, I
1: i i don't know why and i i will come back to that and i guess okay. Sometimes some of these things are, like, a, it's a blessing in disguise mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because
1: it led to something better.
0: Okay. And okay.
1: that was, like, one of those moments when mm. you kind of, yeah, you feel it, you know.
0: <laughs> Wait, how did and you... How did you I went home.
1: I went mm. home. I cried. I locked myself in the room. I mm. cried a lot more. Mm. until I was ready to face the world again. And I guess what got me from that misery was another scholarship. So, Mm. yeah, so that's why I said we will go back to that because it forms one of the highs. Mm. Yeah, that scholarship, that
0: second scholarship. The
1: second one, yes.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: So the (laughs) third one... uh, me in the US. Mm. Man, that was, that was on another level because now I've gone through my master's program, I've been to Kenya, I've finished my, my graduate fellowship at URI and I have all my recommendations from, I think Vish, Vishnene mm. uh, wrote me one letter and Etienne an wrote me the other and I mm. got one from one of the mentors from the Netherlands. And I was Mm -hmm. ready to for the Santa Cruz, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I picked. uh, I took my flight left for the US.
0: Then nobody.
1: And now this was supposed to be like a PhD program, but you have to go through rotation and then you go through their application and all that. Mm -hmm. So it, it was different. I think different people follow different paths to their postgraduate programs mm-hmm. in the US mine was through this rotation and it was positive and in all aspects it's just that nobody tells you life in California is expensive <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I learned there you know you're this uh, prospective PhD but then whatever you're getting in your stipend doesn't cover much and you still have to go out there, you know, work in the McDonald's. I think I remember working in the construction industry, uh, laying tiles and, uh, you know, fetching stuff for the, 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 the builders and all that. And, you know, that one, what it does, it kind of, as much as it helps you grow that resilience as a person, it bruises your ego. Mm-hmm. Here you are with your master's program and you're in the construction site. And, you know, when somebody makes a stupid comment, like, uh, wh- wh- why did you even study? What's the point? You feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So I could say I tried to have these conversations with the with the program coordinator and with the PIs there, and uh, we I was like we need to change the structure. We, I, I top up my stipend and all that, and I think eventually when we couldn't get anywhere, I just booked my one way ticket back to Kenya, mm. and. I I didn't know what I was going to do or where I was going to head next, but I just booked a one-way ticket and I was out.
0: You wanted to go home. Yes. Huh?
1: I guess those three, I mean, we we get more ugly ones as we progress into academia, but those three were specific, they were... They were these moments that were defining, but then, yeah, in a sense, they also steered my ship in the direction that probably God intended it
0: to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. So you just quit? Like, I'm I'm just imagining um, this this opportunity that someone has gotten and they choose they, they go through uh, some hardships and uh instead of choosing their program they choose themselves and decide to go back home that's a very yeah. i don't know huge step and it requires i don't know i don't know what it requires but it's it's because it, you know you're coming from us and you you're quitting and coming back to kenya like if someone hears that you're coming back to kenya you Everybody wants to go to US. Most yeah. people okay.
1: So yeah, my, not... my 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 mother thought I'm nuts. It's was That's like, Why, are you are you okay? Mm. Really? Everybody is going the other way and you you're going against the traffic.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> interesting. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. I like that um you you don't you didn't even know where you're going to, you're just going back. You just you're sure just you're just going back home. And that's it. Yes. You're tired. And I, I love that you made that decision when choosing yourself over toxicity or, or over a bad environment that is not good for you as a person over things yes. that people treasure a lot.
1: So I guess uh, at least I knew what I didn't want. Mm. Yeah. And I guess this... Uh, it, 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 it It has a positive effect, like it has served me in my later years in career, like when I'm in a a department and if you feel like you're probably not appreciated or things are not going okay and you converse them, and I mean, it's one one virtue that it left with me is that you you, you kind of know how to negotiate your position,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: if it's not working, it's not mm-hmm. the end of life, you know, and yeah. it's not a, a it's not a life sentence. You just mm-hmm. you, you 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 gotta just how do you call it conserve your dignity
0: mm-hmm.
1: and move on, you know. You, it's it's okay to say goodbye and part ways with
0: mm-hmm.
1: with bad company. So
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it helped me in that way.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you said you are just talking about three laws.
1: <laughs> I can give you a lot more, and I guess the next one, um, if just we talk about this particular one, and this, I could say it's not necessarily just something that most people would consider as a law but when we're working out here there are times